Welcome to Vibe, Mind, Body and Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Binky Lumba, a real estate investor. I love connecting and educating people on how to create a passive income stream. And I am Raju Datla and I help realtors, real estate investors increase their revenue. I also enjoy connecting with people and building long-term relationships. We bring industry professionals, thought leaders, and experts to discuss how our mind and body plays a big role in our daily decisions, big or small. Through this podcast, our purpose is to make people aware and educate them to make wise decisions for their investments and take correct steps towards their entrepreneurial journey. Are you ready for a great episode? Please keep listening. We have a free gift for you at the end. And also, don't forget to subscribe to our show. Today, we have a great guest, Badri Malnur. He's a co-founder of uh, and VP of Avastor Inc., real estate investment technology platform that allows investors to build custom real estate portfolios. Badri has extensive investment experience spanning a large variety of assets, including real estate, stocks, bonds, cryptocurrency, commodity options, and angel investing. He has co-founded two startups and has extensive management experience leading large teams at a Fortune 500 company. He has an MBA in marketing, finance, and a master's in computer science. Welcome to Vibe, Mind, Body, and Entrepreneurship, Badri. Thank you so much. That's such a cool topic. I hope I can do justice to it, Raju and Vinky. Welcome, Badri. Oh my God, I'm impressed with your resume. This is quite an achievement. I would love to hear about you. Tell us a little bit about your background. How did you become what you are today? Well, you know, there are a lot of things which shape your background, right? I mean, uh, as uh, you probably know, I was born in India and uh, I came here almost 30, 35 years, more than 35 years back. And um, uh, a lot of things contributed to, I, I think, um, my life over the years. I would say my parents had the strongest influence in the early part of my childhood. Uh, my dad was had this incredible work ethic, and my mom was a real go-getter. You know, though uh, she was one of the first graduates uh, at that time, uh, women graduates from our small town, and both of them left a really deep impression on me. So. And uh, I came to the U.S. about 35 years back because my uncle was here in Portland and uh, came to Oregon and stayed in Oregon all this time. So, Since you kind of mentioned the childhood, so what experiences in your childhood uh, made you grow in your personal or uh, professional career, um, especially any big lessons since you learned? You know, it's very hard to pinpoint one or two things, but there are several things which I think contributed uh, to my holistic growth, um, you know, I used to be uh, in my childhood. I used to participate in a variety of cultural competitions, you know, debates and uh, dramas. And actually, one of my close friends, um, um, my, uh, you know, somebody I went to school with, became a famous, uh, in, in, you know, Canada movie actor. So. Uh, we used to participate in all these cultural festivals and I used to participate in uh, just a minute and debates and things like that. That really contributed to the development of my knowledge and my ability to communicate. And uh, one particular event which really, I think, shaped my early part, I was, I had quite a bit of stage fright in the early part of my childhood. 
But then I was part of Chinmaya Mission, and uh, I remember once uh, Swami Chinmayananda actually gave a talk on parade grounds in Bangalore, and I was selected. I was part of Balvihar there, and I was selected there to talk to almost uh, 20,000 people. And uh, that was a defining when I was less than, I think, maybe nine or eight years old, nine or ten years old. And that really helped me overcome my stage fright. And uh, from then, you know, I've gone on to participate in multiple debates. And uh, uh, this, these are some of the events which shaped my earlier part of my life. So, And Chinmay Mission is one of the biggest organizations that I know for over the years, you know, and have been shaping people and up uplifting or awakening the souls around us. So can you enlighten us a little bit about that part of your journey? You know, I have to be honest. <laughs> it is like, uh, if I were to describe the spiritual part of my journey, it's really like, uh, I started off fairly early, but then it took a death. <laughs> As I went into the corporate part of my career, uh, I'm a little ashamed to say that, but it is what it is, right? So um, I was part of Chinmaya Mission in the early part of my life, but uh, then later on when I came to the U.S., I was a little less spiritually inclined um, for a couple of decades. But then again, I rejoined Chinmaya Mission, kind of rediscovered it. Now uh, that's an integral part of our life. I mean, uh, the, the nice thing about Chinmaya Mission is it's not uh, dogmatic. You, you, it's uh, more about spirituality than religion. I mean, I think you understand the difference between religion and spirituality. I'm, I won't say I'm not religious, but I definitely would say I'm more spiritual than religious. And um, the, uh, the, the thing which I really like about Chinmay Mission is it not only talks about the what, but it also talks about the why. Why do you do this ceremony? What is the um, you know, meaning behind it? What's the significance? And I really love the study groups where we are now going through the various Upanishads and the Vedas, which are the holy texts and the Bhagavad Gita, which are all part of the holy texts of Hinduism. So. While you were talking, you said you are more spiritual than religious. We will like our audience, our listeners to understand the difference between the religion and the spiritualism. If you can tell us a little bit about that and help us understand what it is. You know, I would say everyone has their own definition of religion and spirituality. Uh, and this is just my definition. By no means, I would call it a universal definition. Maybe I should look up the dictionary and then talk about it. But since I don't have a dictionary offhand, I'll just go, uh, I'll just go offhand here. So spirituality is more about the way you live life and uh, what are the goals which you have? How do you treat people? How do you lead a balanced life? Whereas to me, religion is a little more dogmatic. It's about the rituals which you have to do and the specific gods you have to believe in. Now, I know that uh, Hinduism is um, a little more tolerant of multiple viewpoints than perhaps some other religions. So that's, that's how I would distinguish between religion and spirituality. Religion is more about God and belief in gods and the rituals associated with it and uh, what you have to do on a particular day, whereas spirituality is really more about the way you conduct life. I'm, and I'm sure there's not a formal definition, but anyway, that's my definition. The saying, religion binds you, creates the limitations for you, but spirituality sets you free. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. How did, how did that corporate world transition into entrepreneurship? What gave you that shift? Okay. No, that's a good question. 
You know, actually, uh, I come from a family of businessmen. So business has been part of our family, actually. I mean, my dad used to run a chemical factory. And before that, he uh, built a starch factory in uh, um, South India, which was uh, one of its kind. And But I, you know, you do the standard thing, you become an engineer, and then I came here for my master's in computer science. Uh, but I was always inclined towards entrepreneurship. And uh, I started my first company. I did not say it was very successful, but I did start it when uh, uh, I was 25 or so, or 25 or 26. And uh, entrepreneurship and business models have always fascinated me. And uh, then uh, we, um, my wife and I started a technology training company, which still exists today. And uh, we offer over 2000 courses and work with a wide range of corporate find, uh, fortune finder uh, customers. And uh, I also um, later on started a recruitment automation company, and uh, which basically automates the process of recruiting, you know, uh, taking those resumes from uh, websites and uh, uh, automating the process of recruiting. But anyway, to answer your question, um, even though I was in the corporate world for uh, a little less than a couple of decades, um, uh, either uh, as a side job or um, as a full-time position, I was involved in various entrepreneurial efforts uh, because uh, just talking about business models and analyzing business models and seeing what makes somebody succeed has always fascinated me. So what uh, uh, Bhagavad Gita says, right? Uh, there are different paths to achieving uh, uh, salvation. And one of it is karma yoga, right? I mean, uh, uh, being very good at what you do, as long uh, what Bhagavad Gita says is don't be attached to the fruits of your action. And as long as you do the action for the sake of the action and do your very best job and don't be attached to the fruit of the action, I think you will um, achieve whatever you want to do. So. Then anybody contributed in your journey? You know, like I indicated, my parents uh, were instrumental in the initial formation of my career. But after coming here, my uncle and aunt, who have been in Portland for almost 50 years, uh, they were really good guiding uh, posts. And uh, uh, a couple of people, especially in the early part of my technical career, uh, I was a software architect for Tektronix. And, uh, uh, I've built some of the most complex instruments. There were several people who kind of helped mold my technical and management career there. So I can't point to one particular person, but a lot of people contributed. You know, it takes a village to raise a child, and I guess it takes uh, uh, dozens of people to shape a career. So You've co-founded a platform for especially passive investors. So kind of Explain us the journey there and how you got into it and what it does for passive investors and uh, who can it help? Yeah. <laughs> so let me start by a core tenet in my life. It sounds very simple, but I want to stress it. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I think your grandmother or great-grandmother might have told you that. Maybe not in the same words, in some other words. D diversification is key. In whatever you do, don't uh, try to have assets which zig when other assets zag. And that's why I've, even if you look at my overall portfolio, I've always uh, put it in multiple asset classes which don't move at the same time. And we wanted to bring that same principle to real estate. So we, our key tenant in starting uh, Avestor is basically making it very easy for a passive investor to build a diversified portfolio. The keyword again is portfolio and diversified. Those are the two keywords, right? 
it's very hard to build a real estate portfolio today. I mean, if you think about it, uh, syndication deals are great, but you have to put fifty to $100,000 a deal. And if you invest in real estate investment trusts, the very point of investing in real estate is gone. You don't get the benefits of real estate uh, depreciation. So what Avester does is we evaluate hundreds of syndication deals across the country. And I think your investors uh, may, I mean, your uh, viewers may already be familiar with uh, syndication deals, but the basic idea is you get slices of commercial property and you, you actually have an ownership stake in that commercial property like multifamily, student housing, retail, and so on. What we do is we take those small slices and make it even smaller slices. Instead of in investing 50 or $100,000 per deal, you can invest as little as $2,500 a deal. And so you, for $50,000, you can build a portfolio of 20 different deals. So that is the value proposition of Avestor. So, What is your biggest why? Uh, again, the why is make real estate investing as simple as investing in stocks. And uh, so um, uh, to be candid, my partner, Sanjay, he was the original co-founder. And I liked the idea so much that I joined at a later stage for Avestor. Uh, but I really like the idea of being able to get real estate investing to the masses and make uh, think of us like the fidelity or the Robin Hood of real estate. You, uh, you log in, you see how each investment and each slice is done. And so we wanted to bring the same portfolio construction and portfolio diversification theory, which is applied for stocks to real estate investing. So to me, I, you, you die when you stop learning, right? So it's all about evolving. I mean, you always want to learn new topics, new areas, new subjects. And uh, the, the, the only time you stop growing is when you stop learning, right? So, and while Avester might seem like a real estate platform, it's really a technology company because we bring mathematical models to evaluate uh, real estate. And then uh, we allow people to see how they uh, how their individual portfolios do. So we are trying to apply technology to real estate. And uh, so the intersection of technology and uh, business models has always fascinated me. How can you explore and enable new innovative business models using technology? So even though these may seem like very different businesses, the underlying principle and the underlying uh, rationale is kind of the same for me though it might seem very different businesses. So, What's your biggest goal this year? You know, I have multiple goals, right? Um, um, I, I think um, certainly want to continue building my morning routine. Uh, when I get up, I, you know, do my yoga, do my pranayama exercises and uh, uh, do a little bit of reading. I definitely want to expand on where I am in terms of my spiritual life. And uh, um, uh, I mean, I want to deepen my research. I wouldn't say research, that's too strong a word, deepen my understanding of uh, the texts and the principles involved in leading a balanced life. On a more mundane side for Avester, um, I would uh, like to get some VC funding for the company. So far, the uh, company has been self-funded. Uh, we are actually launching both the B2C and the B2B portion of the business. So far, I've talked to you about the B2C portion where we want investors to build diversified portfolios, but we are also going to be launching the B2B portion where we allow investors to build custom funds 
our goal and our vision is to become the Amazon of real estate. Just like in Amazon, if you go, you will see the Nike store and the Lululemon store and the Columbia store. We want the Avester platform to be a place where you can see innovative real estate models. And so we are launching our first B2B uh, fund uh, in a month, and we hope to um, have a lot more funds by the end of the year. So that uh, to get VC funding and finalize the B2B strategy for Avester. Those are some of the business-oriented goals. So wearing multiple hats and accomplishing so much in the day and feeling so much energy, not getting tired. So if you can enlighten our listeners a little bit on your miracle mornings, you said you do some yoga, some meditation, is some uh, particular routine that you follow throughout the day. And do you do something towards the end of the day too that keeps you calm and so composed all the time? Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, the routine has changed. Changed because of COVID, right? Uh, before, <laughs> before COVID, uh, we, uh, my wife and I used to go to the gym thrice a week. But uh, now, uh, but the initial part of the routine remains the same. I've been doing yoga for several years. And this is not intense power yoga. It's uh, really more of a slow methodical stretch, for example, um, I do the sun salutation, also known as the Surya Namaskar, multiple variations of it, but each position, there are different ways you can do that, right? Uh, some you can go really fast. So I do a combination of both, the fast version and also the slow version where uh, you, for example, hold each position in the salutation for more than 20, 30 seconds. And even that my yoga teacher tells me is far too little. He That's says true. that you really should be holding each position for a minute or two. That's so you true. do one sun salutation for 30 minutes. I'm not quite there yet, but, uh, uh, and uh, one of these so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I augment that with uh, pranayama, which really is, I think uh, Touchwood uh, kept me fairly healthy. And, uh, you know, while I don't have any medical basis to say this, I think it can actually even help build resistance against, against viruses and things like that, because it, uh, cleans up your nasal passages. I mean, the, um, there are a lot of good techniques which have come down the ages uh, in, the, the, uh, in, in India and from ancient yoga practices. And uh, then my wife and I go for a walk. We have a standard walk and uh, we, uh, there is a nice little wood deer and uh, little, with little steams goggling. We are really blessed to have something like that so close to our house. And uh, then I end up with uh, some more, uh, a little bit of weightlifting and other exercises. And I do take frequent breaks. Fortunately, I work from home like many people do now, but I have done that for the last 15 years now. And uh, that does help me maintain a healthy lifestyle. So, Actually, that, that's a good point about pranayama. I follow Wim Hof method. It's originated from pranayama. That really does help. It's scientifically proven, actually, breathing techniques. I think that's why we are immune to this virus because of our pranayama. I don't want to jinx it by saying that. <laughs> I say that tomorrow and then say, oh, sorry, Vinky, I got the COVID virus. No, I think we have to be careful of the virus. But I do believe that breathing exercises can help build immunity. So. How do you deal with day-to-day -day, uh, in your life with all the situations that you're facing and how you're controlling your mind and body certain way? that you're responding to the situations versus reacting? That's a great question. And I'm still very early on in the journey. And uh, I do react. I try not to react, react but uh, I think I've improved over the years. I think um, a couple of, uh, couple of sayings which I always think about, right? I mean, one is, uh, there's a Sanskrit saying which says, Chakravat parivartante sukhanicha dukhanicha. 
And what that means is uh, sorrow or like the spokes of a wheel. What goes up comes down. So don't get too carried away by the heights of happiness uh, and don't be carried away to the depths of sorrow. Try to maintain equanimity and approach both happiness and sorrow with the same uh, level of equanimity is uh, one principle which has always helped me. And the other thing which is uh, often an analogy which is used in Vedanta is uh, life is like the ocean, right? Uh, don't get carried away by the waves. The waves can come up and down. You really like a, an island or a lighthouse. As long as you're anchored to the bottom, the deeper you go into the ocean, the calmer things are and day-to-day uh, um, -day perturbations don't disturb you as much. So th those two analogies kind of keep me a little balanced sometimes, but I'll be the first person to say I have a long ways to go. Who do you look up to all these years and became who you are today? I would say my dad. I mean, because, um, uh, you know, I think that sounds like a pat answer, but he amazed, he overcame some amazing obstacles and uh, he, he had this persistence and uh, can-do attitude. So definitely he had a big influence on my life. Is what's, the, what's the most recent or the best book you have read and that you would recommend for everybody? You know, I've done this in so many podcasts, so people might get uh, used to this. But uh, one of the books which had a big impact on me was uh, Ray Dalio's Principles. And uh, Ray Dalio, as you may know, is one of the world's largest hedge fund managers, but that's not what this is about. It's about how to build a transparent culture and how to have complete open, honest communication and uh, completely uh, rethink the way you're thinking. So a great book. I would recommend that. <laughs> what is your biggest fear in life? Death used to be my biggest fear, but uh, after having rediscovered my spirituality, now I feel a little more comfortable um, um, because now people, uh, I do realize that uh, all you're doing is giving up this body and moving to a different body. It's almost like changing clothes. So I have less fear of uh, death right now. Failure has never been a fear for me. So um, I would say death was my biggest fear before. Failure is just like, I would say, uh, first step to the success. Because if you didn't you try it, you failed anyways, right? It lets exactly. you exactly. more opportunities to try something bigger. Exactly. So, so I think who was it? I forget who said it, but uh, hey, uh, once you have failed once, at least now you know that's not the way to try it and you're one step closer to success, right? So Exactly. Exactly. Well, last question. What's your passion? I like to do a variety of things. I like playing tennis with my friends, uh, especially doubles. I love hiking, and uh, but my real passion is travel. My goal is to visit every country which is safe to visit. Um, I think I've gone past 50, almost close to 60 countries now, and uh, I would like to visit every country before I die, hopefully. So that's my passion. Travel is my passion. That resonates with me, and that's me and my husband like to do that too. We travel a lot. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this. How can people reach out to you? Uh, you know, I'm always happy to talk to people. It doesn't have to be about investor. I love hearing from people. I love talking to people. I guess that's why I handle investor relations for investor. Um, feel free to call me. My mobile number is 503-860-8374 or send me an email. That is badri at avestorinc.com. That's B-A-D-R-I at A-V-E-S-T-O-R inc.com. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Hope you have enjoyed listening to this episode. As promised, 
I have a free ebook for you, Seven Reasons Why Real Estate Syndication Build Long-Term Wealth. Please go to my website, www.lumbainvest.com to download your free copy. Please tune into our weekly podcast, Why Mind, Body and Entrepreneurship. If you're listening live, please give us hashtag live. And if you are replaying, please give our podcast hashtag replay and give us a five-star rating. See you next week in the next episode with another awesome guest.